1: Lee Cantor here, another episode of Atlanta Business Radio, and this is going to be a good one. But before we get started, it's important to recognize our sponsor, OnPay. Without them, we couldn't be sharing these important stories. Today on Atlanta Business Radio, we have an old friend, Seven, who is the managing partner chef with the KSP Restaurant Group and now Umbrella Bar. Welcome, Seven.
0: Hi, everyone. Always good to be back. Uh, One of my favorite shows to be on.
1: Well, thank you very much. I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Uh, the last time you were on, I guess, was pre-pandemic, and you had just launched Feast, uh, that uh, food hall in the Battery, and you were still kind of, uh, you know, building your franchises up with, I think, Pokeberry. P-
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, So uh, our brands are Poké and Lifting Noodles Ramen. Those are two of the most award-winning restaurants in the city of Atlanta. And Poké is actually the most award-winning restaurant in the, hit- the city's history of all time, which is uh, absolutely amazing. And we're currently up to about 20, 30 locations um, for those around the country. Our home is always Atlanta, and this is where we're launching the two new concepts that I'm here to talk about today.
1: All right, so let's get into it. Uh, One of them is Umbrella Bar. We want to talk about that one
0: yeah absolutely i mean that one is just like so exciting for us and i want to say that's probably the more interesting story for the listeners but yeah we're opening uh umbrella bar at pond city market which is of course like a huge landmark in the city it's tied into the bell line there's like you know whether you're a a tourist a local somebody just wants to go somewhere to hang out you know it's one of the best locations in the city so we're absolutely so excited to have it and this is going to be our first uh our first bar And this is our first night market concept, which is really exciting for us.
1: So now, how did uh, the concept come about?
0: Uh, so actually, this is something that we've been working on for years, but uh, we've always been just so busy opening the other poke buries and lifting noodle ramen is that the pandemic was actually kind of a blessing in disguise. As far as Umbrella Bar, it kind of gave us a chance to bring something to reality that we've just kind of been imagining forever. So, for everyone that's uh, kind of listening but haven't hasn't heard the other episodes, it's me and my partner Ken from KSP Restaurant Group, and uh, every year we always go on like a different trip to Asia and try to experience like new food. Cool things. And uh, one like I want to say maybe five, six years ago, we, uh, we had a chance to go to Korea and we had a chance to go to all the like, local night markets. And it's just a completely different experience, a different kind of feeling and something that Atlanta really doesn't have. And we're so excited to bring it here. So now when you
1: see uh, kind of a concept in an Asian country, like kind of in the wild there and you, you say, OK, we're going to bring this to America or to Atlanta to test it. So what are you kind of looking for? What are your kind of do's and don'ts if if, uh, somebody who's listening is out there trying to get inspiration from around the world?
0: Yeah, I guess I would say, you know, anything that we get excited about is something that we want to share with other people. So imagine for people that haven't been to a night market, you're kind of walking down a lot of these places that's a little tiny alley and there's maybe 10, 15, 20 little kiosks and they each have like their own little specialty so like for Ponce we see this as a great opportunity to kind of combine that in a way that people can get things that are grab and go food on sticks things are weird different and everyone just kind of try a little bite of everything so I think for, for us it's kind of creating experience and finding the, not just the food, not just like the concept but a whole experience that you can provide to people in a new way and if you love it if you want it, if it's something you're excited about it's something that hopefully other people will evolve will and be excited about
1: but when you go and experience that, uh, like in Korea, and you see that happening kind of in a street market kind of experience, how does that translate into a Pond City market? Like, How do you take that kind of concept and say, okay, we got to fit this into this kind of a space inside of this kind of a uh, ecosystem that Pond City market is?
0: Yeah, so uh, we actually have been uh, waiting or trying to find our space at Pond City Market for about three, four years now, and honestly, it's been kind of a back and forth of trying to find the right thing that they're looking for and trying to find the right thing that we would fit into that environment. And we actually have a really unique space here at Ponce that actually lends itself to the concept of a night market. So, if you guys have been there before, if you guys haven't, a really easy way to describe it: it's kind of like a food hall, and we're in the new expansion side of the food hall. So it's really exciting. And for a lot of food halls, they're just a kiosk, the standalone place. But for us, we have essentially two little kiosks that are across from each other. And it feels kind of like a little alleyway, as if you're walking down the street in, in Japan, in Korea, and you kind of get that feeling that you're just surrounded on both sides by something um, that is engulfing you know you feel like you're in it and that's the experience that we want to provide there where you know if you're just a standalone store if you're just one little booth you don't kind of don't get that but for us here we have Two booths or two kiosks and a little alleyway that you can actually get to walk down. So, in a way, it was. We felt like it was kind of destiny that we were able to combine these two things.
1: Now, when you are building out something like this, are you always looking at it as okay? This is something we're testing in order to franchise this down the road, or is this something that's going to live as kind of a, a you know a concept that'll be just there at Pond City?
0: So that's actually a really good question. So, I mean, a lot of times we build something and we kind of try to see what happens. And and like for Pokeberry and Lifting Noodles, we kind of always knew that in a way we were leaning toward franchising, but with Umbrella Bar, we're really excited that like, we feel like this is a standalone thing. This is something, this is like a passion project. This is like something that we've been working on, experimenting with the food, uh, trying to just get everything right, including like the cocktails, the drinks, the signature things. And uh, for this, I would say, this is going to be a standalone one out of uh, the only thing in the whole city and we do, And this will probably be the only one that we have
1: so now another concept you're working on is the uh, bakyu fried chicken can you talk about that
0: yeah absolutely so bakyu fried chicken is another Korean concept and our second Korean concept and that'll be open in the next few weeks and that will be at the Parkside complex on Roswell Road here in Atlanta. And it's a really fun and different one for us. We're kind of getting to experiment with something that I wouldn't say I love it. I'm sure you love it. Everyone loves fried chicken. So we're bringing a, a, our own version of Korean fried chicken here. And what's kind of cool and different about this space is, you know, it's also not a standalone restaurant. It's not a food hall. It's a, we're, This is our first restaurant that we're building inside a really tiny shipping container. So it's kind of a fun kind of thing. It's kind of different. If you drive by, you're kind of like, what is this weird random thing in this parking lot? But uh, that'll be our our fried chicken concept and it's kind of cool and it's kind of different. And it's just kind of like what we normally do where it's traditional Asian food with a twist.
1: So now um, that's going to be in Sandy Springs, right?
0: Correct. So it's right on Roswell road and it's uh, for people that are local. It's right by the whole foods.
1: And then um, that is an interesting idea to put things inside of shipping containers did they come to you with that idea or was that something that you kind of drove to them because i you're not that's not going to be the only shipping container there in that space right
0: so there's actually going to be two shipping containers, and we're, we've been kind of pitching this idea to a bunch of different people. And it's uh, it's also Jamestown, who's also the owner of Pon City Market. So they were really excited to kind of implement it. So I would say it was kind of like a collaboration of things that they're looking for and things that we're looking for. But what's really exciting from us for us from a business point of view is... what we've seen during COVID and even now like inflation has gone up to build restaurants, to get supplies, to kind of do all these things. So our idea was let's build the tiniest restaurant we can in a shipping container. And if we do grow and franchise it, we can literally build it here and then ship somebody an entire restaurant in a different city, a different state, really anywhere in the world. And it's kind of cool. And it's kind of interesting. So this one we're, we're definitely planning to franchise and franchising will be available within the next few months. And we're, really excited to kind of take something in that like it's very different and both things are kind of very different very new and very special to us but for different reasons and also kind of like accommodating for covid and trying to just adapt to the world that we live in today
1: so is this i mean are are restaurants inside shipping containers is that happening around the country that we're just not aware of because i don't remember seeing a lot of these concepts
0: so there, there, there are a few that we've kind of seen and visited for inspiration. We still went to a little container park in uh, Birmingham not too long ago. We went to one in Charleston not too long ago. But it is still a relatively new thing. And it's a new thing for, I guess, uh, us to kind of talk to landlords and have a different kind of thing to pitch to them, something different to talk to them about. But so far, everyone has been super excited. And just comparing uh, building a shipping container to building a full restaurant, it's a fraction of the price. It's dramatically easier and... I'll give a uh, shout out to the people that built ours, Food Truck South. Uh, They're absolutely amazing, small, local, Atlanta-based business that we're hoping to grow with as this concept grows.
1: Now, is this uh, kind of uh, the evolution of food trucks, you think?
0: I hope so. Uh, I mean, honestly, I I would really hope that this is something that can grow, but in the kind of way that we like to be experimental, um, this is kind of like a cool, fun experiment. We know the food is going to be great. We know the customer service is going to be great. Um, And we're hoping that this is kind of a way that we can kind of innovate or adapt our business model to being in more places uh, for less overhead and kind of getting people a chance to get into business um, a lot easier.
1: Now, is it going to be kind of a walk-up counter experience or is it a drive through
0: So we currently have a, a walk-up pickup window and there's actually a little seating area outside and people kind of grab and go, but you're also welcome to sit and hang out. And because it's kind of like in a little shipping container in the middle of a parking lot, we're planning to do a lot of different programming events, kind of like cool stuff because we kind of have all this space that we normally wouldn't have to play with uh, otherwise. <sighs>
1: Well, that's very innovative and very creative. Um, Did you, this concept, did it come about because you saw other kind of container parks and you're like, hey, why isn't there one here? Um, Like what spurred you to kind of experiment in this way?
0: That's a really good question. I guess for us, we have always been kind of used to growing from something really tiny. So um, if anyone has been to our regional restaurants in East Atlanta, you'll see that our, re- our, our smallest footprints are about 150 square feet. And for most restaurants, that sounds like you know, that's like their closet, their office, their bathroom space. But we are we're kind of used to growing out of these small things. So when we kind of got the idea for the shipping container, we thought, oh, this is perfect for us. You know, so we can't really necessarily have people that are too tall or too big working in there. But, uh, you know, it's going to be, you know, for, for us, we're kind of used to this environment. And we see when you grow from something small, it's a lot easier to kind of adapt and scale. Where if you start with something really big and try to work your way down, it's generally a lot harder. So when is that going to open? So we're hoping that that's going to be in the next few weeks. So uh, for Baku Chicken, it's going to be hopefully in the next few weeks and then uh, Umbrella Bar will be in about a month, month and a half.
1: Now, uh, talk a little bit about kind of evolving into a fr- to becoming a franchisor. Uh, a franchising uh, a lot of people aspire to be franchisors, but to actually pull it off to the extent you have and to you know build the portfolio that you built is is very impressive. Can you talk to the listener out there who might have a concept of their own that you know maybe they've been thinking about franchising? Is there some do's and don'ts that you would kind of advise somebody who is a? Uh, a restaurant owner
0: yeah absolutely so uh our parent company ksp restaurant group which is still my partner uh ken and me uh we actually do help small businesses become franchises as well i guess what we saw when we started is there's not a lot of people to help you you know there are people that are kind of at the same level just kind of starting out mom and pops and then there are people that are have like hundreds, thousands of restaurants and hundreds of millions of dollars. And there really aren't too many people that you can talk to and on that side if you're just a small person. So I mean for us, um, we do help people become franchises, we do help them grow and we do help consult. But as far as general advice goes, I would say, you know, it's all about the customer experience. It's all about the food. It's all about the things that you can be passionate about. And in the same way as how we pick restaurants, that's how we pick franchise franchisees as well. So I think anytime that you have something good, people are going to come up to your store or come up to your cashier, your manager and say, hey, you should be a franchise. Hey, I want to be involved and that kind of thing. So what I tell people is it's a lot of planning. It's a lot of preparation and it's kind of just tech ticking all the boxes of doing the right things and there, there aren't really shortcuts, but um, it's always good to have a mentor, always have uh, good to have someone that can guide you and somebody that can kind of help you through it. Um, and just kind of in a really abbreviated way, uh, there's a lot of paperwork to be done, a lot of filing, a lot of like compliance things, and it's definitely great to just have somebody that knows how to do those things, walk you through it.
1: Now, is there any kind of red flags? Like, how do you know that if a concept is good enough to franchise, is it good enough? Like, oh, we're slammed all the time. Is that enough information to know that it's going to, you know, work in another market, or is it? Do you have to have like a really good operation uh, in terms of documenting an operation so you know that it can be you can transfer the knowledge?
0: So for us, I think a lot of people ask us, you know, what it takes to be a good franchise. And, you know, it's such an open-ended question. What I try to tell people is we try to break things down in a way that is as simple as possible. So the two main things that we look at when we think about franchising someone or franchising something ourselves is the brand, and that's you know, is what's their online presence, their social media, their reviews, those kind of things. And then we look at the business model. And uh, almost every restaurant in the world is supposed to be following a very similar formula. COVID has kind of thrown it off, but if everyone is following the correct ratios, that's a really good sign that they're good to franchise. And a basic kind of rule of thumb is you your rent and bills is around 10 to 15% of your sales. Um, your food cost is 20%, 30%. Your labor is 20%, 30%. And you have a decent amount of profit left over. Your average franchise in America is somewhere between 12 and 17% profit. So if you're beating that ratio, you probably have a good chance um, to kind of succeed if you want to scale that model.
1: And then one of the advantages of working with an experienced group like yours is that you already have systems in place that can help Accelerate the process?
0: Absolutely. So, I mean, we have resources that can help from branding, marketing, real estate, development, paperwork. And I, I try to tell people we've, we've just made all the mistakes. So, uh, we, we've kind of learned that we can, and the people that work with us don't have to make those same mistakes again.
1: And then the concepts that you'd be willing to help other people are they only food concepts or are they only Asian food concepts?
0: So, I, honestly, for us, you know, we we want to just find things that we're excited about, and things that we want to work on and grow into for the long term. So, like, when you're franchising, it's not something that you you technically, you can work on that project for a few months, for a year. But I think any, anyone that's kind of in the same position as me or does this for a living, they would say, you know, it's really a five-year, 10-year, 20-year thing that you work on with somebody. So, if you're going to work on something uh, for that amount of time, make it something that you believe in, something that you're passionate about.
1: So if somebody wants to learn more uh, about KSP or one of your concepts, what's the? is there a website that where they all live or is it each one you got to find them individually?
0: It's a little bit of both depending on the structure of the company uh, or each individual company. But I want to say you can find out more about us at KSPrestaurantGroup.com, at PokeBurry.com, com. Bakuatl.com and UmbrellaBarATL.com.
1: Well, Seven, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing important work and we appreciate you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then um, just lash out, follow us on our Instagram and it's just the name of each of our, our restaurants or companies. And if you guys come through and mention that you guys are on the show. We'll try to give you some kind of special discount or some kind of special prize.
1: Well, thank you as always. And once again, congratulations on all the success.
0: Absolutely. Always a pleasure.
1: All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see y'all next time on Atlanta business radio.